Okay, welcome to Ronan Geekfish Podcast, episode 135, and this is now one of our aptly titled episodes, POW! Or playing and watching. So it's actually paw, but I'm, I'm singing like pow. No, pow. Pow. Block. Pow. Yeah, like pow. Or watching. Oh, playing or watching. Yeah. Whoa. Playing or watching. Interestingly, Get it changes right. nothing about my pronunciation. So <laughs> <laughs> still just pow. Anyway, um, I'm pretty excited to do this episode because uh, I have officially finished Fantasia, and I'm looking forward to talking about it in this episode of Playing and Watching. I know we have uh, a special guest on as well. We have uh, one Amanda. You've been on before. Yep. My, when I was talking about Animal Crossing. We were. We were talking about the dark, the dark, seedy underbelly of Animal <laughs> Crossing on the yep. Switch. It was a great episode. One of my favorites. Uh, actually had it featured for quite some time as well on uh, on all of our pages. So definitely one of our one of our recent favorites. And so we're glad to have you back on. And I know you. You recently had an interesting uh, first-time gaming experience. What was that all about? Oh, man. So I uh, experienced the Mass Effect franchise for the first time. Ooh. She experienced my Mass Effect. Yeah. Okay, and this is we should say this is uh, Amanda Adams' significant other. So, this is plebeian wife Amanda. Uh, ple- yeah, plebeian <laughs> wife Amanda. <laughs> plebeian wife Amanda. And of course, pleb- what, what are you this episode? A biotic god plebeian Adams. <laughs> That works. And just Rob. And just Rob. But uh, yeah, go ahead and continue, Anna. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, So I've never played Mass Effect before when it first came out. And I really didn't have any desire to play it at first because I I have a aversion to shooter games for whatever reason, mostly because I suck at them. Yeah. So they're generally not my first choice of a game that I would enjoy playing. Um, but the deal was, is when the remastered version came out, my loving husband was like, no, no, you need to, you need to experience this. This is an amazing series. You need to enjoy the things I enjoy. (laughs) Right. Because even when the game first came out, he was obsessed with it and played it religiously for months on end, both single player and multiplayer. So he felt that I really should experience this, you know, really great, um, rich, story world i guess yeah so the agreement we came up with was okay i will experience it but i really don't want to play it still so he played it and allowed me to make all of the integral story decisions Mm, interesting so i got to enjoy the story while he had a reason to play the franchise again which he absolutely wanted to do yeah so yeah, we started from the beginning, Mass Effect One, and it was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really know why people. I mean, I'm sure back when it first came out, it was a huge deal. Yeah, and I completely agree with you. I'm just letting you know that right now. So oh, okay. You are justified in believing. Yeah. That. The first so, Mass Effect mechanically garbage. Yeah, it yeah. was clunky. It was slow. It the storytelling was just god awful. And this I felt the remaster? like didn't they remaster it for this? Yeah. It was still bad. Oh my god. It was it was rough. So as somebody who isn't really playing the game, and I'm just sort of sitting there waiting for like the next story decision to go. It was very hard to sit through. Mm. And even the story animations, I, one thing I recall is the animation was low, not low budget, but non-animated. So the characters would just sort of shift every once in a while. So when they were talking, you didn't feel like you were drawn visually to what was on screen. Oh, it yeah. felt like a like a low budget anime yeah, where they yeah, really yeah. like kind of sit on the same frame for a really long time. And you know, there's like maybe something moving in the background, but nobody's really moving. Yeah, like, nobody's I do, really I do saying kind of recall anything. when you choose a dialogue option, it would kind of do a little shift. Yeah, one that, way or that the was other basically to kind of it. indicate that they're 
performing a line or something. That the game is not frozen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it got to the point where it was just so bad that it was almost comedic. Wow. Like I spent so much time just sort of making fun of the like horrendous overacting yeah. that all these characters were doing and whatnot. And eventually we got to the end of it. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm not really sure if I want to continue with this because this is this is a rough start, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. And then we got to Mass Effect 2. Oh, thank I want to be clear. Thank we God. rushed through one because yeah, I saw the attitude. Yeah, yeah. I saw the attitude and the feeling she was getting. I wasn't enjoying the combat. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't enjoying the story. I went, okay, I know one is rough in comparison to two and three. Yeah, so yeah. you know what? I'm just going to blast right through okay, this. Okay, good for you. Good for you. So you finished it and went like seven hours flat? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the bare minimum. Like no side quests. No, wow. no nothing. Wow. Just uh, meat and potatoes <laughs> and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. So we got to two. And two was amazing. Yes. Two was like, yes. oh my God, let's go on this grand adventure and make these like really awesome friends and get in a spaceship and go on this like crazy cool space adventure to save the universe. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> that is the most accurate one, like rundown of that game. <laughs> one thing I have to admit right now publicly, I hate doing this because I do it too often, it seems like recently, but... There's been an ongoing argument. I mean, we recently came to conclusion, but Ra, I argued against two being better than one mm. a long time ago. Why? Why did you against do that? Rob? Rob always said two was better. Yeah. I always said one was better. Well, he was yeah, right. Well, yeah. Rob was absolutely <laughs> yeah. right yeah. by miles. One hundred percent. Not even close. I mean, was that ever up for debate? <laughs> we. I used to argue with you over that a long time. No, ago. yeah, you used to argue. I laughed about it afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to make that clear. I was horribly wrong. Amanda's right. Two is the best. Yeah, two is great. Honestly, you meet all these like super, super like rich characters that all had their own unique yep. backstory and you really care about them. You go and do all their like um, side missions mm -hmm. or story loyalty. missions or whatnot. The Lo loyalty missions. Yes. And you get a really good glimpse into, you know, what these people are like and, you know, why they're here and, you know, what they came from. And I don't think there was a single character I hated. Even someone like Jacob, right? Jacob is the most generic, boring, you know, I'm a soldier and, mm. you know, I do soldier stuff. <laughs> but doing his, his does. like loyalty mission where you go and you find his dad and his dad is on this planet where he's got this like weird harem of people that have all gone like psycho. <laughs> and he's like, he thinks he's the emperor and he's controlling all these people. And it's like, why? Yeah, yeah, very, I very apocalypse now-ish. <laughs> right, and you yeah, feel yeah. bad for him because like to find out your dad is alive and then to find out that he's this absolute piece of shit. He was been... a war hero before landing on this island. Oh, so it's right. absolutely apocalypse now. Yes. <laughs> it is absolutely 100% in the heart of darkness, into the heart of darkness. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you find out <laughs> that his dad just becomes this piece of shit and it's just like oh man i'm so sorry I don't, you know i don't care about you as a person but i, I still feel bad <laughs> so you know it's just yeah like even even that you know they're they're great stories and all the decisions felt like they really mattered yep like the the genophage trying to deal with the krogans and you yep. know whether you actually help them find the cure whether you don't help them whatever those those are heartbreaking decisions yes yeah. And they were hard. There were some where it's like, oh man, I need to like sit and really think about what I want to do here because I felt like it really mattered. Well, they handed you some characters that you really care about as well, like Rex. Like you get to know him quite quite oh, well. Yeah. And then by the end of it, you're really trying to decide like, well, based on how well I know him, like, can I really extrapolate that the there's maybe a lot more like him who are going to be willing to, to, 
you know, do the right thing or see this thing through the right way. You're right, though. Like, brilliant in terms of decision-making and absolutely brutal in, uh, in its execution. I made sure that I went and recruited every single character yep. because I really wanted to experience all of their stories. And even the ones you get at the very end, like Legion, Legion is right at the end of the game. And I still yep. feel like his story felt just as, you know, awesome as the people you made at the very beginning, right? Dealing with the... Um, Oh geez, what the, are the virus of rebellion, like the ones who think differently. Yeah, what are the what's that robot right? The geth, geth, the geth, geth. Yeah. yeah, dealing with the geth and like deciding, like, hey, do we give them free will? Yeah, do we like take them away from you know the collective and you know do we do we help them even though they can just turn on us and and go uh, join the enemy at any time? The reapers, it's like, well, you know what, they they deserve a chance. Why not? And yeah, it still felt like a really like interesting story. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it was it was very much enjoyable. What with Mass Effect too? What I what I thought was so different about it, and just hearing you talk about it again, kind of being reminded of it, it was like the the second one really treated you, the player, like you knew what you were doing in this universe, and you really felt dug in mm -hmm. on it. You know what I mean? Like in such a way that the first one just didn't. Everything felt very disconnected and very disjointed. And I felt like the second one, it just everything just really flowed together so well, stuck together so well, was intertwined so well. And part of that was the the character missions, right? So going under individual missions. Uh, but also, I, I think just the, the the settings and locations it took place in. Wasn't there like one of the first locations you go to? Isn't it like this rundown outpost, like somewhere out? Omega. Yeah, Omega. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's just, that was so juxtaposed to like all of like the pristine locations that you kind of visit from the first game. The you know? yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, it was cool to see like, oh, like there is kind of this CD underbelly of 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 this of this universe, right? Yes. Very cool. And yeah. even when you get to the end, like the penultimate battle of like, all right, we're going through the what were they called? The, the suicide mission. Yeah, the yeah, suicide but the mission. Gates. Yeah. Oh, the, the um oh, the all, omega relay. Oh, oh yeah. So when you go through the omega relay and you do the the final confrontation, you know what? I would have been happy if that was just the end of the games in general. Yeah. Because it really felt like a true good ending. We're like, yep. okay, yeah, we beat the enemy. We did it together. The power of friendship and magic, yeah. right? Like it was, <laughs> it felt good. It felt satisfying and I was happy and I was happy that everything worked out. And I worked out in my game that nobody died. Wow. And the ship stayed together. And it was great. And it was, everything was awesome. The game inspired, as far as I can tell, she did, I did not tell her that, the decisions you made depend on like whether you do their loyalty missions decided how people survived or what ship upgrades you got decided how well it went and who died she it sound i feel like you got these upgrades because you just wanted to experience more of the game and that they were just in the way of oh, experiencing absolutely. the game yeah i i didn't feel like it wasn't a case of okay i need to get this so that i can win or that i can you know have the best stats or whatever it just felt like no, I want to do this because, you know, maybe there's another story or maybe there's another little like tidbit in there that I want to experience. So why not go get everything? Yeah. Right. And that's that actually felt really, really good in terms of like a quality game where, you know, the point of winning is is the experience, not necessarily like just go do the stuff to win. And then we got to three. <laughs> I love the bright spot in the middle. Uh, it was three. <laughs> you know what? I was so... I was I was on that high from two where I was like, yeah, we made some awesome friends. You crested the hill. We're you know we we <laughs> saved the universe and everything is great. And then you know all the reapers showed up and you're like, okay, well we didn't really save the universe entirely, I guess. And then you start the game and all your friends have just 
fucked off the different corners of the universe over yeah. the course of like three months and you're like okay where the where did everybody go like why did people leave <laughs> so then you have to go and kind of collect everybody again but you don't get everybody back you get like you know whoever yeah and the first people you get is um either ashley or Caden, based yeah. on the decision you made from the very first game, which yeah. I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But also, I never cared about either one of them. <laughs> so the fact that they're on my team, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess. Welcome to the collective agreement. Yeah, and yeah. then it just kind of felt like the people that you fell in love with in the second one that were like the bread and butter of the game were just <laughs> side pieces to some other political story going on as far as i can tell the only character that had an excuse to not be in three was i'm forgetting his name the assassin guy the drell uh thane 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 he's the only one that had an excuse awesome voice yeah oh yeah thane is (laughs) awesome he's the only one that has an excuse because you meet him and he's like yeah i'm in a hospital because i got like i was told two days ago no i was told three months ago that i had two days oh Yeah. yeah I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he, he had a, uh, well, he a terminal was, illness. Oh, he was going to die in the second game, technically. Like, we already knew he was going to die. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He had space cancer. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that at all. He had yeah. space yeah. cancer, and he was basically told by the time you get to him in the third one, you're like, holy shit, you've got like days to live. He's like, yep. Hours. Hours. <laughs> yeah. You, you're like, you've got hours to live. He's like, yep. And you're like, okay, so I'm not going to recruit you for a death mission because you literally can barely stand. Or. He'd be the perfect recruit for that mission. <laughs> right, he does like suicide die for, mission. He does end up dying for the mission, no matter what. I don't remember exactly how he dies. Um, a blaze of glory. I don't remember. He does sacrifice himself. Sweet. Yeah, I think he no, because he dies in the hospital because his son comes and you know they do that last rites right. thing. So no, he doesn't die in the mission. He just ends up back in the hospital again. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a blaze of glory. No, nope. it's really not. It's just like a <laughs> slow, sad petering out of of just. Not existing. Wow, so I'm not going to go back and play that, so go ahead and continue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I just, I don't know, I just felt like the the third one was just a series of um, reasons to be railroaded, to go and talk to uh. these different like racial leaders or whatever, and I kind of felt like I just didn't really care yeah. as much. And then I also felt like the decisions you make just really don't matter. Like, I don't know, they don't seem as integral to the story or it is even as, like, important as the decisions you make in Mass Effect 2. And they do it in such a way where it's just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, there's this really minor thing happening and you have to choose option A or B, so what do you want to do? And if you choose Mm. one or the other, it just feels like the dialogue you get afterwards would be the same whether you chose either option, so what does it matter anyway? And then you get points. Yeah, and no matter what, the points are the same. Whether you got the points from the Geth or points from this other right, you know, and I don't know. It just—it's interesting that thing. ten ten years on, a fresh set of eyes, you you've kind of arrived at the same point. A lot of players did back when it first came out. That's that's really interesting. They had all this time to kind of yeah 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 interesting. And the idea of experiencing the game for the sake of the story didn't feel as um, integral or as as even desirable as the second one, because they had that points-based system where it's just like, oh yeah, recruit these people until you get enough points, and then once you have enough points, you can just go and, and, and beat the game. Yeah. It's like, yeah, but, oh, okay, well now I'm just playing math with with people, <laughs> and, I mean, okay, I guess, and 
it actually got to a point where it was like emotionally destructive because, and it was a specific mission. It was the one where, um, you had to choose, and I didn't know this was a choice, but you basically had to choose between, uh, the, uh, the Geth or the Quarians, the Quarians. Oh, thank mm. you. I knew it started with a Q. And I didn't realize that that was the choice I was making. Oh. And it came down to some bullshit thing where you're supposed to do... It was the order of missions that you right. choose, right? I had to do, like, two specific, like, side missions or whatever. And then ha- do some other That's mission. Because <laughs> so, you didn't it, actually make a choice. Right. Like, like, if I didn't do those three things in a specific order, then there was, like, no way that I could essentially get the outcome that I wanted yeah. in that situation. And the choices that I was making just sort of felt like, yeah, this is like every other choice in the game that doesn't really matter. They're just going to give me, you know, e-random dialogue. And then it got to the point where I'm helping Legion because I'm like, okay, yeah, Legion's not a bad person. He's trying to help his race. Yeah. And what he's doing isn't bad. It's actually really good for them. Like, why not give them borderline sentience mm-hmm. and help them out? And I don't understand why that would be such a bad thing. And then the Koreans are like, okay, we're basically going to commit kamikaze suicide against the Geth. And then Tally's going to be like, oh, wow, my whole race is dead. I guess I'm just going to kill myself. And I'm like, guess I'm what? <laughs> are you kidding me? I was, li- I literally looked at Adam and I'm like, I'm done. I can't play this game anymore. I'm so fucking done. We're done. So Tally jumped off and then Shepard jumped off. Oh and I, you know much. what? It was it was devastating because Tally was like the only person that I cared about in that scenario because wow. she was from the second game. Wow. We had this great like Rapport. relationship or whatever, and you know she was really rewarding as a character. Like her story was very rewarding, and then from some arbitrary fucking decision, it's just gone. No, nope, the game's done. You That's lost amazing. the opportunity. Have a nice day. And I'm like, fuck this game. This is stupid. And it actually caused Adam and I to fight for almost a week straight because I was so upset at what happened. And he was so upset that I didn't want to experience oh it anymore. God. He's That's like, amazing. he's like, I just don't understand how, you know, you can't just accept the decision that was made because this is your story and this is how it happens. And, you know, this is your experience. I'm like, yeah, but I don't fucking want this experience. This is, this is an experience this without is Tally. I don't want it anymore. And we, oh my God, it was like, it was relationship work, destroying. You're like the person he sees exclusively. This is it. Like right. this is his entire right. home so life wrapped up in this stupid fucking game right now. Several days, like not talking to each other on opposite floors of the house. And then every time we would interact, it would be some comment of like, well, I don't understand why you're so upset. <laughs> or, you know, I just, I, you know what? I just don't get it. I don't get why you're just giving wow. up on this. And it's like, wow. well, <laughs> this is, it's shocking. It's shocking. Like, this almost <laughs> tore apart a marriage, a perfectly good marriage. I know. So, this is absolutely crazy. There was a text I got from her that says, Adam, I don't know if our relationship can handle this amount of anger right now. <laughs> it was seriously, it was stressful. It was, it was stressful on another level from a fucking <laughs> video dying. game. I'm dying. And dude. it was just, it was it's so ridiculous. bad. It's and amazing. it got to the point where we kind of like reconcile. And he's like, listen, if you want, you know, we can go back to an earlier save. 
You can like remake the decision and we'll just finish the game so we can like continue and just finish the story. And that just made me feel guilty because I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I, I don't, I don't want to do that because it just feels like cheating at this point. And I get that I like ruined the game for myself with this one decision, but I don't know. It just feels wrong. Like fixing it and honestly we haven't gone back i would i would have loved to be in the room in the moment when adam was like let's just do it we'll move on with our lives really (laughs) (laughs) we just wanted to move past this this emotional hurdle i guess so you decided to bring it back up for the podcast i would love for you guys to be in marriage counseling about this i would (laughs) love to see that video (laughs) so adam why why don't you say exactly what you're feeling yeah why don't you just finish the fucking game now like (laughs) (laughs) this time fucking save the goddamn corgis bitch A game without tally isn't a game worth playing. You just don't understand. Amanda, how exactly do you feel about the Quarians? <laughs> so, so every time you give her a new game, you have to put a uh, like a tallies or a sticker on it. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. The best part is that's that's not even the character she fell in love with in the game. Yeah, that yeah, she, yeah. she mated with in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. Who did? Who did? You, who was your romance in the uh, game? Miranda. Oh, because apparently oh, I am the most basic ass. bitch person, and I chose the only human basically on my team and oh, fuck, i love her 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 like sexy australian accent going on and but it wasn't that's not at all basic i mean that ass that was like the universe's greatest ass oh right? yeah definitely like, universe's greatest ass the greatest ass yeah the, but ass. yeah you have all these like super hot aliens and like exotic people to choose from i'm like nope miranda i want miranda yeah yeah <laughs> And then I also felt Basic betrayed. <laughs> I also felt betrayed because she wasn't even involved even, yeah, in the third, in the third one. Which I I'm honestly, like, yeah, I spent ridiculous. so much time with this woman and like going through her story and like you know getting personally attached she was a to her. Bit of an iconic character in that second one as well. Like, she, really she, was, was. she was kind of a big deal when that game came out. I do like, really enjoy the reaction she had in number two with Miranda. Because you can't have the sex scene until right at the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's going through all these conversations with Miranda, and the, Miranda keeps blue balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The she, whole time. We're playing male chef, Amanda's choice, by the way. And so she's like, Miranda's like, I don't know. I'll come to you when I'm ready. And like, you're just about to get ready for a kiss. And she's like, I'm not quite ready for this. But when I'm ready. And you're like, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to rape someone. So yeah, when yeah. you're ready and we're both ready, we'll, we'll do this. And then there's you go and fight the collectors, and your entire crew is abducted by the collectors. Yeah. And then a Miranda shows up and is like, "I'm ready." Yeah. My Amanda's like, "Really now, Miranda?" Yeah. <laughs> you choose <laughs> now. <Probably> go. <laughs> <laughs> we got better shit to deal with. That's like the ultimate test of of like passion, right there. It's like, do I save all of my friends? <laughs> <laughs> or, or do I get that ass? Right, or do right. I finally get in? Like <laughs> that, that, that is a character-defining moment. I'm you. sorry, <laughs> but bros before hoes. Apparently yeah, you, not. You, you say that as you're riding the Omega Relay and Amanda's back there. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. This is amazing. Wow. But yeah, actually, I also want to say that I do think that male Shep is like canon Shep and I, I know people argue it all the time that no female hmm. Shep feels better and you know Jennifer Hale is an amazing yeah, voice actor know. and whatnot but I really do feel like the game was essentially made for male Shepard in a way yeah I, I can see that it kind of in the same way it feels like um like the female V is probably the best choice for like cyberpunk in my mind really oh yeah yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I, th- I would think a lot of people probably agree with that. I agree. With that. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, definitely. yeah. So I, I could see that though. Totally. But yeah. So totally. I played the game through as male Shep, and I, I feel like it really, it it did add to the story in, in my mind as you know what I felt Shepard should be. So it was nice. Oh yeah. But I I mean I'm sure at some point we will go back and finish the game so that I can just sort of close the book on that story mm. and, and then you play know, the next one. Say that I have an, an end to it. And you know what? I did agree that we would try Andromeda. People that say Andromeda is the best. So, Oh, God. Uh, I've, so heard, I've heard mixed reviews on that. Interesting mistake you made there. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I was curious. I wanted to see what, what Andromeda was like in comparison because it's almost like a new a new Mass Effect in general. It's not the same... It's the same universe, but so not really the same story. Imagine number... Th- Three or number? Imagine if you combine number three and number one. Wow. Well, those are the two words. That sounds ones. awful. That sounds terrible. Right. It, am I wrong? It's got really good combat. It's got the best combat out of all. Mechanically, the- it is the smoothest operating combat. Yes, but you give no fucks about any of the side characters. Not a single fuck. I actually like the Krogan. I don't even. Remember I, I I only met him for like ten minutes though. <laughs> exactly. And then I stopped playing the game. And I still haven't played it since then. Amanda, do you remember the villain of... So the one that you probably think of and remember the least was the first one. Who was the main villain in Mass Effect 1? Uh, that, uh... Oh, I don't remember his name. Oh, wow, this just ruined my point. Uh, I I can picture him. I don't remember his name. Saren, yes. Oh, Saren. Yes, yes. Saren and... uh, Yes. Right, And and, uh, what's-her-face's mom. The 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 sexy, sexy evil one. So I can't even... I don't think any of us combined could name the villain of Andromeda. Well, I especially can't. There's a there's a villain in Andromeda. Exactly. <laughs> I think I met him. He's the guy you meet when you go to the first artifact. He's like a right? prophet or something. Yeah, That's all some I bullshit. remember about him. Yeah, they're space orcs. Yeah. It, honestly, I just didn't give a fuck. Yes, it wasn't bad. No, it just was the premise. Not, the premise yeah. for the game seemed amazing. It was just poorly done. Yeah, just boring. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, interesting to see what they do with the uh, air quotes Mass Effect Four because apparently Andromeda is not considered not, the fourth of the series. No, it's not. <laughs> it's definitely not. <laughs> it's like a it's like a side game. It's I a guess. spinoff. It's, a, it's Assassin's but, Creed Rogue. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not Ooh. saying Assassin's Creed Rogue wasn't even that bad. I'm just saying like that's what it is though. Nice. Yeah, it's, I, it's a side game. I give up my pow for Amanda because I felt that was an interesting story to hear from someone. Well, you were a part of it. Yeah. Who who played brand new, fresh new, uh, and then I also very much enjoyed the uh, the relationship troubles. I, yeah. I thought that was <laughs> wow. That's that was a real journey we went on there. But yeah. we have. I want you guys to know we haven't fought in probably ten years. Yeah, yeah. We don't fight. No, no. Really that's why anything. this story was hilarious. That is and why this story was hilarious because you guys don't fight. Not really. Like you guys <laughs> squabble, but you don't yeah. fight. No. So hearing about a fight, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And yeah. the fact that it was about Mass Effect. <laughs> I was like, you have no idea. It was like fucking getting like down on Christmas Eve and opening up your stocking is full of fucking candy. <laughs> you're like, oh, I don't even know where to start. So you just start shoveling shit in your mouth. And you're like, this is great. <laughs> Now, we will now see to you guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I figured I'd go, I'll go next. Yeah, go ahead. 
So I've been playing an interesting game. Finally got around to it and it's, uh, I, I got around to it because, well, I'd forgotten that I signed up for the free trial of the Apple games. Right. And then, uh, and then I was reminded when I paid for Apple games, when I got the receipt from Apple for it for one month, which is only $7 a month in Canada. It's actually not that bad. And I was reminded that, oh, I really need to play this new Mistwalker studio game, which is Fantasian. So this is the first title from Hironobu Sakaguchi and Mistwalker Studios made for Apple Arcade. So this is the first title from that new uh, developing company. Well, uh, no, no. Mistwalker's been around for some time. They made Blue Dragon, Lost Odyssey, a couple others back in the day. They made Lost Odyssey? Yep. yep. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there was a Hironobu Sakaguchi game. And, of course, uh, the Gooch, as I am wont to often call him, he comes from Final Fantasy fame. He was he started the Final Fantasy series back in the day. And he, yes. he did first, I think he was producer on the first eight, nine games, I believe. Like, yeah. he was he was in there for a long, long time. He's the godfather of RPGs, JRPGs. True. True, and then uh, him and um, uh, Torii from um, uh, is it Torii from uh, Dragon Quest fame. Anyway, right. I'll move on. Interesting thing about this, he did bring another name with him. You might recognize Nobu Uematsu, composer for Final Fantasy series and and many Square Enix games. Oh he, yeah, he came on board for this one. And the game was really interesting. So first off, this is only the first part of Fantasia that I'm talking about here. So allegedly the second part is supposed to drop oh, so it's sometime. Split? It's yeah. split. It's an episodic game. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it, so the second part is supposed to drop sometime later on this year. Uh, in total, I got probably like 22, 23 hours out of the first round. Holy and- shit. I never thought of this. So uh, the Apple thing is a subscription base. You don't pay for a game. Right. You pay for a subscription. Yeah. yeah. I just realized this is... If, Games go in that way, like if Steam starts asking you're, for a subscription. You're, you're a little late to the party on this one. Am I? You're you going to get episodic storytelling? I mean, that's kind of yeah. how WoW does it. I don't know why I never quite realized that. But this is the first time I thought about it. Yeah. Well, that's and a big thing that Microsoft is doing with their subscription service. The idea that you can get all the titles day one with just the subscription well, on we're like multiple platforms. Well, we're talking episodic. So a new game will come out for that subscription service. That'll be part one, part two, part three of the story. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So like, right. Because the idea is that they were, they're trying to get you to keep your subscription. Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 And hopefully you have enough good titles in between to do It'll that. It'll be more so. like a TV series, like a Loki or yeah. Winter Soldier. It, it, shit. it yeah. already is kind of that way because as you get these packages, like EA Play, stuff like that, and as these games get like DLC, things like that that come out and you kind of unlock them, you kind of already getting it. It's yeah. just labeled differently. I think I'm more accepting um, yeah. of that than some of the DLC because some of the DLC is just here's a new sword skin. I, I'd be more okay right. if it was here's extra story. Well, the, the thing is though that um, yeah, and here's the extra story stuff is what you want. But I mean, like here's the uh, weapon skins and stuff like that. It's like that should have been included anyway. So thank you for including it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and this, so I mean, uh, it, I kind of like the subscription model better to be it, honest. It felt yeah. like a full enough experience actually, and that's one of the positive takeaways I have from the game. And what's really cool about this, it differentiates itself in a couple of ways. First off. The actual settings of the game, many of them or most of them, I, I don't really know which is the correct answer here, uh, were actually 3D dioramas that were actually built by hand right. in, with real ingredients and real artists. And then they essentially took cameras and made like a 3D sort of model of these realistic photographs. Did which someone was really keep cool. those dioramas or did they just get destroyed? I don't know. I don't know. I, I would suspect they kept them for I the posterity. They would have kept them oh, I think they even, keep them. Even yeah. just to see if the game got really good, they'd sell them then. There yeah. was, uh, Not only that, but they probably could use them for number two. For totally. yeah, part two yeah, of yeah, it was yeah, a repeat yeah. scene, yeah. Sure. And some of them were quite large. So there was one that took place in like a woods, like foresty area, and it was probably one of the better looking ones in the game. And that one was like massive compared to some of the other ones. So really, really nice looking dioramas. Anyway, kind of a cool way to do the art. I've never really seen that before in a game. Yeah, that was the woodsy area. 
definitely the coolest area in the game, in, in my opinion, in terms of the overall look and feel. This was cool, too. This place, the Macteria City. That's really neat. It's very unique. There was a city called Vents that was basically like Venice, and that was beautiful, too. Really, really gorgeous location in the game. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of that stuff is just little miniature diorama pieces. It would, it's it's so sad that it's only out on the iPhone. So, yeah. and as a game, it, it actually, it's a little bit by the numbers, in my opinion. Like your main character is suffering from amnesia. And when oh. you wake up, you have to find out who you are oh. and what your mission was. And then uh, and then the first girl so you meet has that. a secret identity. Oh. And like, oh. so there's She's a lot the of- crystal princess. Yes, and the tropes <laughs> and, and the tropes come fast and heavy. However, some cool things that they do in this game that are different with the story is they have little vignettes where it's almost like there's like storybook pictures on screen and you're kind of being like uh, read to a little bit for the next portion of the story. It was, it was quaint and kind of nice to go through the bits of the story that way. And then um, the battle system is pretty... It was weird because some of the characters were really, really, really creative. So, like, one of the characters in the game, her name is Cheryl. She, she has uh, – her abilities are based around the sort of, like, a ghost knight that follows her around that she commands. Huh. So when you attack, you're, like, telling her to attack something and her ghost knight flies down out of the sky and hits it. It was That's pretty badass. kind of reminds me of oh. – uh, Yeah, from Devil May Cry. Yes. No, actually, oh. I was thinking from Pathfinder, oh. one of the oh. medium characters. Yeah. So she was a lot like that, and and I had high hopes for that character, but the way the story was set up, you, it was a little bit on the rails and a little bit linear, so you don't really get to dive too deep into development of that character. Okay. Uh, but my understanding is the second part, they're going to open it wide up, so you can kind of play it however you want. And uh, so there were some cool things like that. The coolest part about the combat, though, the regular combat is kind of boring. I'm not going to lie. It's just by the numbers RPG. Classic. Uh, yeah. Final RPG. Fantasy. Yeah. It's Final forth. Fantasy. Is it turn-based? Yeah. Okay. All turn-based. Oh, is yeah. it very, ATB, very classic. Is it ATB-based? It is ATB. Okay. Yep. And uh, But they do a cool thing where you have this item in the game called the Dimension, and the Dimension can absorb enemies from the world map as you run into them, or from areas that you run around in as well, and it collects them up to 30. Later in the game, you can lock it up to 40 enemies in there, and then you can choose at any point to just battle them all at once, as long as it hasn't filled up all the way, in which case it just triggers. I like Jeez. how they know that there's this problem of like going into battle and grinding against, you know, and doing that. Yeah. Loading up the battle screen multiple times times and yeah. fighting and they know that it's a problem and instead of just removing grinding they instead add this feature i loved this feature because feature. i could i could yeah. run around longer in an area to try and get to a treasure chest or whatever and then after i get my treasure you know yeah. sometimes it's a good weapon or something i could equip it and go right into a battle and just wipe them all out it was so much fun hmm. and the area attacks of the game every character either has like, um, I don't know, like uh, area attacks or attacks that you can send on like an arc or straight ahead oh. attacks so you can hit multiple enemies so at once. So it sounds like it's not too dissimilar from kind of the way Chrono Trigger does it, it, does it where it's an area, like a grid based. Oh, yeah, you, totally. You choose kind yeah, of yeah. where you do it. It was very strategy rpg is just very light version of that. And okay. then there's power-ups that appear in the dimension battles as well. One is steel turns. You can steal a turn from an enemy and go twice in a row. And there's also... Uh, attack power up that you can get as well that'll level up everybody's attack for a oh, period of time. Nice. So it's cool. it's a little bit strategic and a little bit fun. Um, I really like those. The boss battles were pretty decent and there's quite a lot of them. I quite enjoyed that. Uh, the settings in the game were just absolutely beautiful. Unfortunately, the character progression leaves a, quite a bit to be desired and I hope they open that up with the second one. Is there lots of grind one. or are you talking no, about No, in fact, in fact, the grinding isn't even that bad and what's worse about it is you don't really determine the character progression they just sort of get abilities as you level up oh and i really didn't like that so, so you didn't feel like you were progressing towards something you felt linear. like every once in a while you were just given something this this yeah. it was very handholdy and i think a part of that is because this is an rpg on the iphone or apple arcade yeah so yeah. like and 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 playing on the iphone i can say was actually 
pretty solid. So the control scheme is actually just anywhere on the screen, you just kind of tap, and then your character will run to that place. And it can be somewhere fairly far away, and they'll yeah. make their way all the Diablo way there. Diablo style. I was yeah. going to say Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but it worked really, really well for this. And uh, honestly, I do, you can set up the PS4 controller on the iPhone to kind of play with that. And oh. I didn't do it once. I just I played on the screen the whole time, and it worked really, really so, well. So far, it, you know, I don't know if we really want to play this game, but is there like a review numbered-wise you'd give it to, or, or penis-wise, or, or Oh, I'd, I'd give it a solid like 7.5. Like it was, it was well, a 7.5 solid, what? Out of 10. Inches. No, no, 7 point what? Oh, 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 the, 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 you mean what I'm actually measuring it in? Yeah. So I will measure it in... Um, uh, let's see. How about uh, Macteria Chaos Keys? So, because there's like 30 chests in the game that require them, and you don't get a single fucking one in this iteration, which pissed me off. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, out of nice. 30 hypotheticals, how many would you score? Like a 22.5. Okay. Yeah, yeah like a three <laughs> out of four. Three out of four. And uh, so, th- and th- there were some weird things like that in the game where, like, it's already set up for the next iteration, but you just didn't get the thing now. Oh, that's a cock tease. Yeah, yeah that's that. kind of a piss I off. Di- I didn't appreciate it too much, but again, they're they're trying to get the player to come back and to keep paying for this thing until this comes out, which looks like, from all I was reading up online, it looks like it's on, on course for maybe like September, October. Okay. Uh, so it's going to be a pretty quick follow on that one. And then honestly, if it comes out and it's slightly longer than the original and has you know even more characters and stuff to do, because I could tell there was, based on the, it's weird, in the equip slot you can scroll down Mm -hmm. and there's like it'll say the kind of equipment that you equip there but it's for certain characters so you can actually see that there's like three characters that you you didn't even get yeah in this game and and i went and looked online like did i miss something like i played the fuck out of this like i'm sorry but that's unacceptable because you can't put something in a game and go no you can't have it smack your hand you, if you have that in the game, you have yeah. to hide it because yeah. you can't let a human know you didn't complete it. Yeah. That humans will lose their goddamn fucking minds, especially yeah. RPG gamers who are completionists, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, I couldn't tell you how many you know Sakaguchi games I've played in my life, like dozens, dozens of games, and, and I've, I've been a completionist on all of them, and uh, so that kind of threw me. So, it, there's enough there to keep uh, a, a tenured, you know, old school RPG gamer. There's enough there to keep you. Um, but that being said, they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to do even better with the second part of this in terms of playability and opening it up and player progression and things like that. Because if for as handholdy as this was, I could definitely tell that this is meant to bring in net new RPG players as well. That makes and, sense. And and to that end, they could get through it pretty easily. So nice. yeah, yeah. So oh, overall, Fantasian, very good game. Uh, if you have an iPhone or Apple product of any kind or a computer with an M1 chip, you can play it as well on there. I would say go for it. It's definitely worth getting Apple Arcade to play it. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. So that's my playing. That's my pow. Pow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So, uh, I guess I'm going to talk about a game that came out in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, technically the game Amanda and I, mostly Amanda, talked about was before 2019. Was what, 2014? Yeah, 2014, I believe. It was Mass Effect 3. Oh, it was 2014? Something like that. That was actually more recent than I thought. I thought it was like 2011 or something. Yeah, actually, we were surprised too. It came out, uh, you know what? They all came out very quickly. 2012. Oh, wow. So that's a that's the third one. Oh that's yeah, that's the third one. So yeah, uh, Rob, you're not that you're not doing that bad. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, it's uh, it's getting its uh, director's cut. 
soon. So okay. uh, I think that's coming. It was, it was announced at E3. Oh, nice. right. That's the three that we're not talking about because it doesn't fucking matter because nothing was actually <laughs> happening. Yeah, no, nothing I of any importance. I said to him when you walked out earlier. I was like, okay. did something happen to E3? <laughs> yeah. I legit don't know. Um, no, no, not really. But there's a couple titles that are like good. Yeah. I saw a portion of a cinematic that was good. The okay. rest I d- doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so there's a new Souls game coming out. Okay. Uh, but it's not Souls. Yeah. But that wasn't announced. They didn't show us anything new. We already knew about that. That's true. And they didn't even show it. They showed us a little bit of the combat. And it was like the cinematic combat. It wasn't actually combat. That's fair. Metal Metal Gear Tactics looks cool. No, Metal Slug. Metal Slug, sorry. Yeah. Metal Gear, I'm thinking. I got pumped there for a second. I was like, there's a Metal Gear Tactics? (laughs) (laughs) Why would you you possibly be psyched after Survive? I was about to be into that, though, man. Like a Tactics game. (laughs) Metal Gear Survive would make me want to fucking jump back into Tactics games, man. Hey, Tactics games are great. Metal Slug's awesome. What are you talking about? I love Metal Slug, the first, like, four. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm over it now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anyway, so yeah, Death Stranding was my game that I kind of, like, have been playing a lot mm. recently. And I kind of mentioned it previously, too, yep. on the pod, but I've been still well, playing it. You've been kind of playing it here on and off, but did you have you completed it? Like, how long ago did I'm, you beat I'm, it? I haven't. You still haven't? No, I'm still playing. Oh, nice. Mm. This is, like, an interim playing. Oh. Yeah. Like, how many hours in are you? A lot. That's like that's a bad measurement. Like a hundred? Not there yet. No. Okay. I think I'm like in, at like forty something right now. Damn, nice. Okay. Um, but I'm I fuck around in that game a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. <laughs> but that would make it like out of Kojima games, like the thing that you can possibly play the most. Yeah. Um. You could argue on a that, single playthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I would. I would. For uh, Hideo game, yeah, I would say that this probably got the most replayability. Yeah, cool. Um, I mean, Metal Gear Three was phenomenal, though. So, yeah. Um, I've never. I don't think I've ever beaten a single Kojima, Kojima game. game. Really? Oh, I don't think I've played one for more than maybe ten hours. Yeah, that's that's too bad. I can't three? think of one. Have you played three Metal Gear Solid Three? I've never. I have played two the most. And that was only maybe two hours, three hours. Yeah, no, but have you have you tried playing three? No. So here's the thing: if you see three go on sale on Steam, pick it up. Okay. Um, yeah, you won't be disappointed. You will not be disappointed. Not with three. I don't need to have played all nope. the rest. Nope. No. It actually is. It's actually it's the a, starting of the yeah, story. It's the oh, start. okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, play it. If you're aware of other characters, though, they'll show up and you'll be like, oh, that guy. Yeah, you'll like, get a little yeah. extra bonus. But yeah, it's yeah but, but it's not yeah. needed. Okay. Not at all. Cool. Not at all needed. You do not need it. Um, so, like, 10 second quick uh, history on Death Stranding. Kind of a funny thing because Hideo, of course, it is a weird Metal one. Gear. Yeah, Metal Gear fame. Uh, I don't actually, obviously, know what particularly happened that got him sent away from what I remember of the stories was that he was being abused effectively at uh, Konami. Sent away. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he ended up going out and making his own uh, Kojima product- productions. With black Jack and Hookers. Yep. And, uh, and Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. So, yeah. so really quick. Yeah. Let's actually touch on that really fast. So main characters played by Norman Reedus. Yes. Um, <clears throat> one of the uh, main characters that you kind of get a lot of like the story from to play by Mads Mikkelsen. Is he a bad guy in this? Yes and no. Okay. Uh, oh, he's a bad guy. He, so the game's been out long enough. There's spoilers going forward. Sorry. Um, so Mads, uh, you get these uh, things where you recall events 
through BB, which is your baby. Mm-hmm. Through, through baby Yoda baby tank. Vision. Yeah, yeah the, baby the vision. Yeah, baby vision. The baby in the pod. So, yeah. Baby so, baby. Through, through the baby that the, you're wearing. The name, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. So, because that normal we're gonna, sentence. We're, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a Hideo game. Fuck off. Yeah, of course it's a normal fucking sentence. <laughs> It's like you're you're lucky that there's not two babies attached to your nipples that scream out of their ass. Like <laughs> that's a Mad Max thing. <laughs> no, it's not. What? No, it, you gotta play these games. You'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. All right. So anyway, all that aside, um, Mickelson, Norman Reedus from Walking Dead fame, of course. Uh, uh, you have uh, Tommy Earl Jenkins playing Die Hardman, which is kind of like the president, mm. uh, effectively of America. Uh, Dead Man, which is. Visually, Guillermo del Toro, I'm, I'm butchering his name, I apologize. Guillermo del Toro. Thank you. Um, is in the game. He's what, kind of like your Q, the guy who kind of... Is it also uh, his voice? So no, it's a different voice actor. Oh. Oh, weird. Yes. Huh. So they paid for the rights to look yeah, like him. Yeah, yeah, And like, he, he also promoted the game, too. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This seems like something you'd be into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think he definitely was, and I think that's probably why he showed up. Uh, Margaret Qualley plays Mama, which is uh, one of the... Other characters in the game that you'll run into. Conan Bryan's in the game. Oh, mm-hmm. I did hear about that. Yeah, yeah. so he pl- he actually uh, shows up when you run into the cosplayer. And he's living in like an underground shelter with them. And he will give you a otter hat that you can wear whenever the rain comes. <laughs> but if you're wearing it and you fall into water, you actually have better control. Yeah, that sounds like a Conan O'Brien it, thing. It's honestly, it's it's a side <laughs> piece. It's not a part of the story. It's just funny. And, and when you get it, you're like, this is ridiculous. I'm never going to wear it. But it's actually good. So it's kind of like it's trolling you. Because it's like, it's this ridiculous otter hood that you got to wear. And like, it makes a noise when it comes on and shit like that. You're like, this is really funny. I would love if there were side quests that were inspired by the Conan O'Brien show. Like when he had to search for Sona's, um, his assistant's uh, Gigolo's mug. Well, see, that's that was a great right? episode. <laughs> well, that think was a about, great no, episode. But it, but it is though. It's a play on his whole Tomb Raider thing where she's constantly flying down the water and can't control herself. Okay, yeah. That's yeah, why this yeah, thing exists, funny. right? It that's helps funny. you control yourself oh. when you're falling, going down the rivers. And stuff See, like that, that. that feels very much like the uh, Dark Souls hat that everybody wears. It's that big, stupid, like, bandage pyramid. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's, like, oh, massive. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, so stupid looking, but it's actually really, really powerful. So, like, <laughs> yeah. everybody wears it. Yeah, so yes. good So good times. So, uh, right, we've talked about it a little bit. So I'm going to talk about just random shit about the game, and then I'll kind of dive into it. Just giving context for people who I do not I love that it know. takes place in America. Yeah, it does take place in America. It takes place in America after a cataclysmic event known as the Death Stranding. Uh, which is where uh, pretty much people started, uh, whenever they died, they become necrotic, and they just explode. Uh, <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, so uh, when people die in this game, they explode, like nuclear bomb explode. Wait, like oh, like Jesus. nuclear bomb? Like it's a, a giant, it'll destroy a whole city. That's, that's a whole new way of cremation. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. You have to find their bodies and cremate them, otherwise they will explode. I love Wait. everything about this. Would you say they go out with a bang? Yeah, you would say so. <laughs> your, your, your character also does this, by the way. If you die, there's a mechanic built into the lore of this game. When your character dies, you will explode. But the funny thing, though, is that you come back, you're known as a repatriate. You're the kind of... Uh, certain people get, like, abilities that have kind of been passed down by this crazy shit that's going on. Okay. And uh, there's a bunch of people who can kind of come back from the dead. They're known as repatriates. They come. They essentially just wake up somewhere else. That's fucked up. So you're, on but really but they definitely weird. die though because they explode. It sounds like a honestly. It sounds like they're a great weapon. Yeah, you just fly them over a city. Yeah. They jump out without a parachute, and then 100%. they just bomb cities. 
and then they just show up somewhere else. Thing is, though, like I don't think anyone would really do that at this point because the world is so in tatters. <laughs> it's not needed. No, it's really not. That's like the, you've already won. <laughs> I just love the idea that they're called repatriates. Like, let's make this as most about America. Oh, it is. Oh, as the possible. Whole, so that's the funny thing. This whole game. I love, I love how they show back up and they're like, "Get that man a baby to wear." <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so he bring up the baby. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking address the baby in the room. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> the baby's name is BB, like two Bs, known as Bridge like Baby. BB King? Like, BB-8? no, like Bridge Baby. Obviously. Bridge yeah, like Baby. BB-8, yeah. No, so because the whole thing is that you're trying to bridge America back together. Yeah. yeah. The, the bridges. With babies. Yeah. yeah. So, right. Literal bridges um, made so, of babies. So, these, these, this baby, by the way, then yeah, this is where it's like, welcome to the Kojima game, is a, is a premature child that drifts between life and death. Hmm. And it's locked in that age. Okay, mm. I I don't know what's going on, but whatever Kojima drugs are out there, <laughs> yeah. I want. Oh my god, I, lo- I I love these fucking games that he makes. This is like, I'm watching it. I'm always like, is this like my character's tripping balls, or is this actually in the world? You'll ask yourself that in any Kojima game. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if this is actually a thing right now. If my character is just out of it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> yeah, like you're like, this game seems like it's really, really sensical and grounded in reality, and then it's just not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know much about the game. I've never played it, but I just remember from the previews seeing a lot of weird, there was a lot of tentacles, a lot of like random people floating in the sky, and then yes. just like babies in pods, and I'm well, like, yeah, he what the like, fuck he is like this game even about? And, like, Norman Reedus was nude on the beach and like yeah. gripping this baby and crying, and I was like, oh, this looks really tragic. Right. Yeah, so <laughs> Turns out it's not at no. all. <laughs> yes, that's actually, that's a different reality. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's the noise of the, like, the beaches. Oh. Yeah. And uh, there's a whole thing about, and I honestly have not fully figured it out yet, but like the beaches, I think, are actually individual to each person. They're like uh, pocket realities, yeah, yeah. I think. I don't know, though. Some people will Holy listen to shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. <laughs> so, so the They things... actually do the same thing in the current season of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. Nice. Yeah, same thing. Exact same thing. Um, How does anyone follow this? Yeah, so... I, I'm still trying to figure out what is the actual, like, point. Oh, I'm going to get to it. It's actually really good. Oh, okay. I actually love the the purpose of this game. It's fantastic. I think I know, but keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Um, uh, on top of that, rain is no longer rain. It's called time fall now. Because whenever the rain droplets hit something, it starts to age immediately. What the fuck? <laughs> wow, it's like acid rain on crack cocaine. That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. There's some what fucked the- up scenes that happen with time fall. Let me just tell you that. Oh, my God. Uh, There's just a kid. Mommy, I'm going to go play. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. A drop of rain hits him and it turns into a Shyamalan film. No, no, it's not. It's not a drop. Like it, you need more than just. That. Oh, okay. but, yeah. But like you'll you'll see you'll see characters that are like running and also like they're for whatever reason if they had to interact with a bad guy like they don't have protective gear and they have to run through the rain for some yeah. reason and you'll just see like their arms become like old decrepit sweet stuff. It's like wow, Jeez, fuck. That's dark. So. Yeah, oh, what it is. Kind of oh, fever it, dream is this shit? Oh, it gets, it's a really fucking <laughs> it's a dark. Kojima fever dream. It's a dark story, but it's good. Um, anyway, so the whole purpose of the game is that because of this cataclysmic event, uh, effectively America's like not connected anymore. So the whole purpose of the game is you're going from like shelter to shelter connecting like everybody. trade route connection? No, no, or like spiritually No, connected? like, like internet connected. Oh, internet connected. Okay. Yeah, so there's this, uh, there's a technology. Wouldn't the rain make all the wires <laughs> so it's rust not. because right. they would age? 
So so it's called it's a it's a wireless uh, network that's Got connected it. by this like technology that we don't fully get. Okay. And it's clearly like there's some connection to why this even happened and what this technology is. So there, all I'm imagining is there's someone in America sitting on a throne sending out the uh, die hard men. Yeah. The, the president wears a fucking Skeletor mask. <laughs> well, I'm just imagining... He sounds like a badass. He is a badass. <laughs> it's clearly the technology they use in the Warhammer 40k, uh, I forget what they call the warp net that they use. Oh, uh, you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, they go through the warp, but you're talking about like the, the, commu- the Geller fields? Yeah, yeah, the communication, how it goes through the oh, warp. Oh, no, that's through. That's actually through um, Psychers. Yeah, which is the warp. And, and, they tend, and they tend to burn them out when they do that. Yeah, it's all I'm imagining. Um, but yeah, no, so the, this thing called the chiral network, it's kind of like this weird supernaturally, uh, thing that you use to connect each of these shelters. And the whole thing is that you're just traveling across America, connecting the cities and shelters. So really you're a glorified like bell tech. You no, you are a, you're a porter. <laughs> the whole, the whole thing in the game is that you're transporting things between these different areas because they're like disconnected. But as you're doing it, you're also connecting them. Well, they would have just okay. had the babies do it, but their hands are too tiny. So they just, no. they can't grip all the <laughs> so, tools they need. So the babies, <laughs> this is fun. So the babies detect these like spiritual fucking things that, that are invisible to you otherwise. And baby uh, vision. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're called BTs or beached things. Uh, all all remnants of like past people. I'm just watching Adam's face. Uh, look at look at right there. Look at that image right there. The bottom right, very very bottom, very very bottom. No no, the, the, not, there you go. Yeah, that uh, one. So see those things there. The so you, people floating. The, the random, so you, yeah. random floating things. So you can kind of see them in certain situations when you approach them slowly, and that little arm thing is what actually detects them. Okay. And that's controlled by the baby. If you don't have the baby, arm doesn't work. Shit, yeah. They put straight up Wait, so you cannot have the, ar- the baby? There's times you, in the game where you don't have the no, baby? No, you have the baby all the time. Oh. Because otherwise yeah. you'd be totally fucked. You wear the <laughs> no, baby. You, you don't understand how fucked you would be because there's a situation where somebody's baby just decides, I don't want to do my job anymore, and everyone dies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. I, I'm here in a Warhammer 40k where the babies are the god king emperor. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, must sit in the baby throne. So the babies can just be like, fuck you, you're on your own. And yeah, but the, your baby doesn't do that. So oh, the, okay. the babies have non baby level sentience. Yeah, they're really smart. <laughs> Turns out. Huh. Um, <laughs> like, like actual wow. babies. Well, they're like immortal, <laughs> they don't die. How, That's not like actual How babies. are you explaining this game to me and it's only making it more confusing? Right, I feel like I know less about Dark Stranding than when right. I started. So what you do know is that you kind of ca- you have all this backpack that has like an insane amount of things you can carry and you run around. You can actually get like exo leg things to carry more shit. Yeah. That's where you get the comical vi- like tower of Jenga. Yep. Yeah. Shit <laughs> when people are running around. I've seen that. And then uh, randomly you fight fucking tentacle monsters <laughs> if you want to click on that. Yeah. Yeah. There is a lot of tentacles. Okay. That looks like the Returnal. Yeah. Actually, it does. Very much so. A lot of it is just like uh, other creatures scrambling over each other. That's actually what it is. Okay. Um, Or, uh, and a lot of times you'll fight things like whales and shit like that that are like, (laughs) yeah. Like, just like like real life. Just like real life. Yeah, just like real life. They will come out of the ground and people start grabbing you and pulling shit off of you. Because, like, that's how it happens. So, like, Whales if you're in Detroit, nuisance. you know what I'm talking about. Whales, uh, <laughs> Whales are a nuisance in Detroit. Oh, my God. But uh, ultimately, uh, the, the whole purpose of is uh, connecting everything. Our power went out. It did, but we're still recording. Oh, okay. Um, so, ultimately, what it comes down to with this game is just that... Uh, <laughs> um, you're you're going from one side of the planet uh, of America to the other. You're trying to connect everything, 
There's a bunch of weird shit that happens along the way. There are humans that will try and steal your shit. So there is, there's a human enemy component as well. Um, and then there's these areas uh, where all of a sudden you need to sneak around against invisible things and hope they don't kill you. Jesus Christ. Uh, so it's like Fallout New Vegas mixed with babies and tentacle monsters? Yeah, and then you get teleported to World <laughs> War One and you fight in the trenches. Awesome. Is the baby there? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Good. good so know. is Mads Mickelson. <laughs> good to know. Um, and Mads Mickelson? Yeah, you have well, to kill him like yeah. four times. I'm going to a fucking aspirin. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Uh, I'm not done the game yet. <laughs> well, I, I love the, uh, of everything you just said. And I've said. left out a bunch of characters. I apologize. So yeah, obviously yeah. you love this game and you're enjoying it. It's really the good. It's really good. Do you have a, a mid-game, you know, before the game betrays you at the end rating for us? Oh, uh, 10 out of 10 for sure. Wow. Because uh, here's the thing. Like, there's no other game like this. And oh, whole, no shit. I can tell. Yeah. yeah. But the whole thing is that you can also kind of like ramp your own challenge by taking on more orders at a time and okay. trying to traverse terrain. Oh, and the whole idea is that you, when you first start off, nothing's connected. And when nothing's connected, uh, it's a completely open world with nothing in it. So you have to like put down your ladders to move over rocks. You're put in like spikes to like rappel down mountains and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There's a lot of traversal gear that you get in the game. It's really, really cool. Uh, vehicles eventually too as well, but there's certain areas where vehicles are just like, don't Useless. bother. Don't fucking bother. It's more of a pain to try and navigate a shit ton of rocks in a van than to just to walk through them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, as you kind of connect the area, it grabs a bunch of people from like their online data and puts their stuff in your world. So like all of a sudden now, as you start connecting, you start seeing other people's additions to your Damn. world. It's sweet. That's and, actually uh, really cool. And there's a way that we can kind of fudge it so you can get my stuff. Mm, you can force someone. Yeah, else you essentially go to an area that like nobody would ever go to anyway, and you start placing items down. And as long as you both have unlocked that area, you'll start to see each other. I'll, I'll play if we can do that. You just log in, log out, like Dark Souls-y, like original yep. Dark Souls. But uh, once you do it once, you're good. Okay. Forever. Forever. Like, I don't even have to be online or anything like that. Once It'll you connect know. to that person's world, you're connected. You're connected. You can connect up to 30, I think. Wow. And you can increase that number through the game's mechanics. Nice. Um, That's a cool feature. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's three maps in the game. First map's pretty big. Uh, second map is massive. Bunch of different biomes, everything like that. Um, there's actually a whole mechanic in the game too, is that if you kind of collect resources as you play through, you can actually rebuild the roads. So actually, I have a bunch of roads built in mine. Mm. Even if you share with me though, they won't be built for you, but you will get um, contribution from mine. I'm not playing this oh, game. Okay. I want you to know. Oh, that. you should definitely play this I'm game. I'm definitely not. Has it been oh, ported over to PS5? Like I know it came out I, for uh, PS4. It's about to be when the oh, director's okay. cut comes out. So you Amanda can play it. I ain't fucking touching it's, that. It's genuinely a lot of fun. Is um, it a shooter? Like. Only is your is gun the main weapon? Not really. No, you technically don't have a weapon in the game majority of the time, or you throw grenades. Sounds um, very. Uh, what is that game? Alan Wake, I think it was, where your your weapon is the flashlight. Yeah, and you just walk around. You really can't fight anything. Yeah, you do get guns eventually. Um, obviously, in the World War One scene, that's kind of like where they become prevalent for mm. a bit, and then I don't know if they're prevalent later on or not. But <laughs> that's where you are. That's where I am. I haven't gotten to the third map yet. Okay. Uh, third map though, I hear is just a huge. City ruin sounds fun, um, but I think it's like a destroyed area too. 
Isn't everything a no, destroyed no, there's area? Actually, there's full cities that are like built, but you just don't oh, okay. interact with them. Uh, aside from their like resource uh, drop-off points. So I'm waiting to Got hear it. what it's like at the end, whether you feel betrayed or not. I have never met anyone who has discussed with me, who has beaten the game and discussed the, whole, the game as a whole with me. Well, it's, it's kind of weird. I've met a lot of people who are playing it or have played it, but no one that has beaten it. And, and the game has amazing scores too. And uh, I also do not know anybody who's beaten it. And everyone votes this game as like a great fucking game. Exactly. And and here's the thing is like it is because I think it's partly unique and everyone kind of memes on it because it's like, hey, this is a walking simulator. And they're like, technically, you're not wrong. But at the same time, it is so different from everything else that it, it really kind of captures you. Nice. I'd give it that. Nice. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah, man. So that's Death Stranding. That was Sony. Sony only title, although it is on PC now. Yep. And you said the director's cut comes out soon for PS5? Uh, yeah, PS5 one just got announced, so just go ahead and take a look cool. online, see where that's coming out. Um, but yeah, no, only other thing about this, uh, only other thing about this game worth noting that I drew, uh, put down was the other games that are made with the same engine. Horizon Zero Dawn and Until oh. Dawn. Interesting. And the new Horizon Forbidden West. When nice. It comes out. Hmm. Nice. Yeah, too bad I didn't like those games. Yeah. <laughs> just as, as a, if you He's are mechanically opposed now <laughs> if you're mechanically familiar with it uh play the games with a controller all the time yeah just for this game yeah just how cool. it works so did you want to mention anything about e3 so you said oh i think we already did we discussed everything that's involved in e3 okay nothing then, happened in e3 then we are good i know from the nintendo standpoint that was the that was the most watched uh video that came out of that everyone was hoping for switch pro which didn't happen switch pro but they did come out with metroid dread which i'm really excited for so that uh breath of the wild 2 confirmed for next year which yes. is which is interesting uh they showed some screenshots of it that look curiously like a skyward sword situation yeah uh, which is weird because they're also doing skyward sword hd remake for this year yeah they did not remake it some of the powers for breath of the wild is more time-based yeah yeah so i'll be interested to see what happens there though or if they they keep it as open or go more linear who knows i just want to be clear be... we're talking about nintendo direct not e3 because e3 doesn't fucking matter uh, yeah happens. but it's they, they they still measured the viewership on that versus the stuff that was aired directly to e3 and nintendo blew them all out of the water yeah. so yeah in terms Makes of viewership sense. so um weirdly though hey, and, did and we this... get waluigi no, no okay, Waluigi, and on. also no port, uh, no Switch port of the already existing, already made um, uh, HD remakes, uh, not remakes, remasters of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Nope. So, which is, is so absolutely infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. I really want to play the, the HD Wind Waker remake, because that is probably one of my favorite Zelda games, yeah. and I don't want to buy a stupid Wii U just to play it because it was a garbage console. Final rant. I'm joining that. So we're being punished for not buying Wii U's. Yeah, That's basically. what's happening here. And you know what, Nintendo? Fuck you. I'm not going to play this game. I'm not going to rush out and buy that shit system with a tablet that's literally connected by a thick-ass wire stretching across <laughs> my room. It is the worst designed video game system since the Virtual Boy. Also your fault. And I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, so anyway, it's terrible. That's my rant. Rant concluded. <laughs> so okay. uh, that is the end of episode 135 of Rodeo Geek Podcast. Amanda, thank you for joining us yeah, again. What a pleasure. Me. It was great. And uh, and that is that is a wrap. This is Alex Austin signing off. And uh, Biotic God, Plubby and Adam. And Rob. And, oh, and uh, Plubby and wife Amanda. Yay! Okay, cool. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.